ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி லிசன் டு அ ட்ரிபியூட் சங் டு அ பாண்டியா கிங் ஆஸ் போர்ட்ரேட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு த்ரீ பென் ஃபார் த கிங் கருங்கை ஒல்வல் பெரும் பெயர் வழுதி பை த போயட் இரும்பிடர் தலையார் The verse is set in the category of Padam Thinai, celebrating the qualities of this Pandya king, said to be the maternal uncle of the renowned Karikala Cholan of the Sangam era. Uvavu madhi uruvin vongal venkudai, nilavu kadal varaippin mannaham nilatra, yema murasam ilumena mulanga, nemi uitta nee nenjin, tavira eegai. கௌரியர் மருக செயற்தீர் கற்பின் சேயுளை கனவ பொன் ஓடை புகர் அணிநுதல் துன்னருந் திரள் கமல் கடாத்து எயிறு படையாக எயிர்கதவு இடா கயிறு பிணி கொண்ட கவிழ்மணி மருங்கின் பெருங்கை யானை இரும்படர் தலை இருந்து மருந்தையில் கூற்றத்து அருந்தொழில் சாயா கருங்கை ஒழ்வாட் பெரும் பெயர் வழுதி நிலம் பெயரினும் நின்சொல் பெயரல் பொழுங்கலர்கால் புலர் சாந்தின் விலங்கு அகன்ற வியல் மார்ப ஊர் இல்ல உயவு அறிய நீர் இல்ல நீல் இடைய பார்வல் இருக்கை கவிக்கண் நோக்கின் செந்தோடை பிள்ளையா வன்கண் ஆடவர் அம்புவிட வீழ்ந்தோர் வம்ப பதுக்கை திருந்து சிறை வளைவாய்ப்பருந்து இருந்து உயவும் உன்ன மறத்த துன்னரும் கவலை நின்னசை வேட்கையின் இரவலர் வருவர் அது முன்னம் முகத்தின் உணர்ந்து அவர் இன்மை தீர்த்தல் வன்மையானே It continues to be a series of praise to a leader and from the Cheras who ruled over the eastern part of ancient Tamil land, the focus in this verse turns south to the Pandyas. Let's delve into the translation of these ancient words. Akin to the full moon is the tall white umbrella, the insignia of your reign that extends over the land south till the steady ocean and renders shade to the entire land. When the guarding drums resounded uproariously with a compassionate heart, the wheels of justice rolled on. You are the hire to such a dynasty that of the Pandyas, renowned for their unceasing charity. You are the husband of the bijuel lady with pristine chastity. With golden ornaments adorning its spotted and handsome head, with intimidating power, with the strong fragrance of must using its tusk as the weapon of war it strikes against the enemy's fort entrance with its sides adorned with ropes attached with dangling bells and having a long trunk stands the elephant in battle upon its huge head you ride and fear not to inflict the irreplaceable action of kutruvan with your dark hand that wields the shining sword o renowned pandya king even if the earth were to shift from its position your word shall not change their stance wearing warrior anklets on your legs and having a white chest coated with dried sandalwood paste thou art with no towns in between with no water to slay the tiredness are those long paths were peering at the road ahead by shading their eyes with their hands stand harsh-eyed men 
as their arrows fly and pierce the chest wayfarers perish and they are buried under stone. With perfect wings and curved beaks, vultures then stay and look on earningly upon the undim trees in the suffering-filled inaccessible paths. Treading on such paths, with a deep desire and faith in you, supplicants arrive since you have the immense power of fulfilling their needs just by seeing their faces as they look up to you. Let's walk down the path mentioned to greet and meet this king and to get to know him better. The poet starts by comparing a celestial object to a physical object having abstract connotations. To explain, a full moon is summoned only to say that's how the umbrella of this king is. It's not just a tool to keep out the sun and rain but one of the insignia of ancient Tamil kings just like the scepter they used to hold in their hands. A hot land and sensible choice of insignia we must say. We know the poet is talking not just about the physical object because he mentions how the shade of this umbrella extends until the southern seas known as the Indian Ocean today. From the extent of his domain, the focus falls on the great deeds of this king's ancestors and the poet recalls how they rendered the right justice whenever the public drums resounded and called them to do so. It was the musical helpline of Sangam times. Such was the fame of the Pandyas and you were born as their descendant, says the poet. From ancestors, the poet moves on to mention his queen calling the king as the husband of lady wearing well-crafted jewels. I smile to think of how this king, known all through the realm, is addressed as husband of. Reminds me of the way former president of the USA, John F. Kennedy, introduced himself as I'm the man who accompanied Jacqueline Kennedy to Paris. Returning to the Sangam era, we see standing before us a huge elephant wearing golden ornaments on its head, ropes with bells hanging on the side. It's in quite an aggressive state, that of musk, that affects bull elephants. Perhaps it was good for the king's purposes, for we see the elephant directing all its anger on the enemy king's foot with its sharp tusks. All this while, atop the elephant around its vast neck sits the king in question, having dark hands and flashing a glowing white sword and inflicting death which was the duty of the god Kotravan. After delighting in that powerful image, the poet wishes that the king would never stray from his words even if the earth were to move away from its position. We learn a few more details about this persona such as he wears thick warrior anklets on his legs and how his wide chest is streaked with sandalwood paste. A surefire way to keep cool. Again, good sense on the part of these ancient rulers as they wage wars under the hot sun of the Tamil land. From these images of battle, the spotlight falls on a dry and dreary Pali landscape that we have oft encountered in Agam poems of Natrine and Kurundoge. We have walked upon stone-filled paths, glimpsed at highway bandits, waiting with their bow and arrows. Here, they are lying in wait for new wayfarers, even as the stone burials of those who had fallen previously can be seen. As we see this, the poet turns our attention to another living creature that is seeing the same thing. 
vultures that are not able to feed on the flesh of these humans buried under the stones look on earningly well the highway robbers may be ruthless but at least they believed in giving their victims a dignified death and hence a burial such is the horrible place the poet implies and yet without minding any of these dangers supplicants keep walking this path thinking about the riches that await them at this pandya king's court which they are sure of attaining because the king is such a person who will offer them whatever they need just by taking one look at their faces to say that his followers need not even open their mouths and ask what they want but are sure to have their wants fulfilled and their penury ended just with a perceptive glance is the highest honor that can be rendered to the generosity of this ruler in today's world when we don't have the time to look deeply even into the faces of our loved ones to understand their hearts here was an ancient king who was rendering all this grace to people who could do nothing for him perhaps a leaf from his life to see more of those around us thanks for listening to this episode of sangam lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and minds please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about sangam lit until next time nandri vanakkam